Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 116, and it's titled 17 Mistakes That Men Make in Bed and How to Fix Them. 17. Whew, all right. <laughs> Hopefully we can get through this uh, somewhat quickly without making it an hour-long show. Some of these mistakes even have sort of sub-mistakes, but... But here's the thing, you know, I know we've talked about this before. This isn't about pointing out the bad things mm-hmm. necessarily. This is actually really about helping men improve so that they can be better in the bedroom. And so as we go through and talk about the mistake, we're also going to go through and talk about how can you do it better. Absolutely. Um I want to say that I made a whole video on why I love men. And this is really a show for you today to take away some of the things that maybe some women are a little bit too afraid to tell you about. And we're not here to bash you or put you down. As a matter of fact, I really want to say this, you know, I love men. Men are different. They bring different things to perspective. Men, really, I know you care about our happiness as women. And this is why you're tuning into this particular show. And you know, I have to say that men do make me feel more feminine, especially when they are masculine. And I mean, I do love the fact that men are strong. They make me feel safe and grounded. I mean, so many things. And because we are different, it's important sometimes to explain things better so that we can understand each other. So before we dive into those mistakes, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. So whether you want to have harder, stronger erections, last longer, or expand your sexual skills, there is something for you at Power and Mastery. All right. So I'm glad that you put all that stuff in there about like, you know, the fact that you love men and some of the reasons why, because the last time we did an episode similar to this, some people were like, oh, why are you always saying men are so bad? You know, and it's like, (laughs) that's not the point. The point is not to say that men are bad. Yep. Some men are bad. Some men are good (laughs) in bed. I don't mean necessarily bad people or anything like that. But the idea is every time we do this is so that we can help men be better in bed. Mm -hmm. And if we can help men be better in bed, then women can be more satisfied. The more satisfied women are, the happier they are with their sex life, the more they're actually going to want to have sex. Mm -hmm. So you see how this works, right? This circle, right? The more they want to have sex, the happier you are, the better you are in bed, the more they want sex, blah, blah, blah. So basically, that's the whole point here. Absolutely. So... Let's dive into one of our first mistakes that we do see men make, which is coming from a place of like they think they know it all. And I know it's funny when you're driving a car and you're like, I don't need to ask for directions or I don't need to get the map because I will trust my man instincts to get there. But in the bedroom, it's not that funny. What are you talking about? (laughs) 
sometimes you do need the map and sometimes you do need directions to uh, get to that destination. Even though I know we always say that sex is not about the destination, it's about the journey. But trust me, the journey is going to be so much better if you know what to look for along the way. Yeah. So, I mean, this goes without saying about anything in life, right? Don't think that you know it all Mm -hmm. because nobody knows it all, (laughs) right? Even people who are absolute experts in what they do know that they don't know it all, right? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise they just quit. They'd be like, I know everything there is to know. It's boring now, right? So just keep an open mind and understand that there's always something new that you could learn. And I love that you're bringing this up because I think that's one of the biggest mistakes couples do. And they're like, well, we've been together for X amount of years. I know everything about him or about her and like what else could still like impress me or whatever. And I call bullshit on that. You can find something new about your partner anytime you're willing to look at your partner with new eyes. And we were driving in the car the other day and you asked me a question, something about, you know, teaching. Uh huh. And then I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. And I gave you all this list of all these different jobs I've had that had a teaching capacity or uh-huh. element to them. And you were like, wow, some of that stuff I didn't even know. Even know. after all these years, there's still things that are new. So. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that what I love about being willing to look at your partner with new eyes is also that you're not just putting them into that box where it's like they are never going to change. Or that's how things are. And especially when it comes to the bedroom, I think it's so important to remember that that we have different needs and desires and wants throughout life, throughout our cycles as women. And so being willing to be curious about how does she wants to show up and then also understanding that while I know you like to have like which buttons to push and press, there's not a one size fit all when it comes to women. Yeah. And you know, geez, I'm, I was thinking originally when we were creating this show that um, our, our first sort of iteration or idea of this topic. I was like, I don't know if we can do a whole show on it, but seeing how much time we're spending just talking about this number one, <laughs> I'm realizing yeah, yeah, maybe we could do a whole show on it. So I think we need to move a little bit faster. Number two, uh, they have an agenda. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time, right? Don't have an agenda. There's no destination to get to. There's no place in particular that you're going. And having an agenda Well, it can do a lot of different things. Um, One, it can prevent you from being present because you're too busy trying to rush to that agenda. And two, it can actually stop the spontaneous, amazing moments that happen during lovemaking that you didn't even know were going to happen. And you know, I want to bring another point here in having an agenda, which is being needy. And so there's having the agenda of uh, the agenda is to have sex, but there's something also deeper, which is being needy, which is such a turn off for us women. So if you approach us as like, you feel like you're a beggar, you feel like you're never going to be able to get laid or you're not good enough and, or you're like wanting to get sex with this woman to feel better about yourself. There's like this deep thing underneath, like of being needy that happens and when that happens, she feels it. She's not turned on. It's not sexy. So you need to be really aware of like, what what's underneath? Are you trying to get a need met? Are you like not feeling fully uh, worthy or enough on your own? Because if you're not, then it's she's going to feel it and it's a big turn off. Yeah, this is something you're, you're working with a client right now who this is a big issue for. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't had a lot of luck with women mm-hmm. and so he's going out there trying to meet women but his energy is all about lack and need. And angry because then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, oh, but 
the beautiful women only talk to other guys and not to me. And then underneath that, it's like, I'm not lovable or I'm not good enough or whatever stories is around that. And that does show up that angry energy. And I'm like, this is not sexy and appealing. Yeah. So, so you've, I'm sure you've heard this before because guys say this all the time. They're like, when it rains, it pours. When I'm single, no woman will go out with me. Right. And then as soon as I get into a relationship, all these women want to date me. That's why. Mm -hmm. What we talked about is exactly why you experience that. Because you're coming across as needy and desperate when you're single. But when you're no longer needy and desperate because you have somebody in your life, all of a sudden that energy completely shifts and women are like, ooh. Of course, there's also a little like, uh, oh, well, if she wants him, there must be something good there. But that, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Point number show. Mistake number three. A lot of guys don't set the mood properly. And... Sometimes people think about setting the mood as just being our li lightning candles or um, putting some music on. And while this goes a long way, I think it has also a lot to do with what we call the constant state of arousal, of being able to lead her into a sexy mood through the things and acts and behaviors that you do. And it's a little bit difficult to explain, but really like... Sometimes we women are like, I'm in the mood right now. But if you do just the wrong thing at the wrong time, it can kill it all. <laughs> so much fun, isn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. It makes it sound terrible. But it's important to set the mood properly. And we'll talk about some of the things that you can do about setting the mood also around yourself and for her and for you guys as a couple in a bit later. But understanding that for us, sex doesn't just start when the door is closed. I mean, everything you do throughout the day is you're literally getting points <laughs> for like getting late or not getting late tonight. Well, you're either getting points or points are being subtracted. <laughs> That's one of it. Yes, exactly. Thank you for clarifying, Kevin. This is really sometimes how it goes. I hate to say this, but it's kind of true. Oh, of course it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. You're either scoring points or you're getting points deducted. You want to be in the scoring points. <laughs> place that's that's really where you want to be so let's talk about mistake number four here and i'll 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 give it to you to take it from there so it's about not taking the lead during sex yeah so uh, we've talked about this a lot and it it's just something we need to keep repeating mm -hmm. okay so what do women really want women really want a man who takes the lead mm -hmm. not just inside the bedroom but outside the bedroom and inside of her <laughs> <laughs> but then anytime you say that there's always the people that go well i i don't want to be told what to do or i don't want this or what if i want to do something different or you know you, you get tons of pushback from it but here's the thing there's a difference between dictating how it's going to be and leading it, but being open to feedback and changing direction, right? And so that's, that's what we teach all the time. It's like women want a man who steps up, takes the lead and says, how about we do this? Or, oh, I have an idea. Hey, let's do this. Or I want to take you here. Or I want to do that, right? And then if the woman is like, well, that's not really what I was in the mood for, you go, okay, no problem. Got another idea, you know? <laughs> that's sexy. And then if she doesn't like that idea, it's like, Okay, well, tell me, what are your ideas? Maybe I can figure out a way to make your ideas happen. You Absolutely. Know? So it's, it's not even necessarily that you have to come up with your own ideas. <laughs> you can simply say, well, what did you have in mind? You know, mm -hmm. And then when she gives you her idea, you're like, okay, 
I am going to make that happen. I'm going to take the lead and bring mm-hmm. your ideas mm-hmm. to fruition. Mm. It sounds so good. And in case you haven't noticed, we're giving you mistakes, but we're also giving you the how to fix them and what to do in them so you don't just get to be down the despair pit and lost down there. <laughs> we are giving you the ladder to get out of there. And don't be too hard on yourself. You know, we do have 17 mistakes. Hopefully, you're not scoring 17 of them. Uh, but it'd be good to know if you are doing some of them to change a few things. The longer we work with clients, the longer this list becomes. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, no, 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 please don't, don't do that. Let, let's show you how to do that properly. <laughs> so let's talk about once you're in the bedroom here. Um, one of the biggest things that I do see is that going too fast. So you're ever being in a rush uh, because you're, and, and these are different scenarios I'm going to give to you. Number one, you're a guy who doesn't have a strong erection. So as soon as you have an erection, you're like, we got to use this boner. Go, if, go, go. Go now or lose <laughs> it forever. And so there's this rush that happens of like, I've got the boner. Wife, wife, come here. We need to like impale you with this. And that's one scenario. Another scenario is like, oh my gosh, I haven't gotten laid in forever. So I want to make sure this happens right now. And like, let's get there and put it in. Another scenario is a guy who's like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I think that if I put it in, she's going to be happy. And sometimes you're just so worried about your own performance too, that you're not taking the time to build that connection with the women. And so you're rushing through things and you're just going too fast. And this is really what we're talking about here. There's a few subcategories to this one, okay? So I'm going to give you some, and um, I'm I'm sure Kevin has things to add here, but I feel like it's my duty to mention to you (laughs) what you shouldn't be doing, right? So one thing that I see too is where guys only touch their women when they want to have sex with her. This is the worst thing. So she knows. I mean, how many of the couples we work with do that? Well, it's like, well, we always have this way of touching. And when he does this, I know that he wants sex. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. I, I, I think you should be able to touch without having that agenda. Remember, like, this was like tip number two that we gave you, like, like the drop this agenda. And so you need to have more touch because then you're also coming back to that place of like, I'm not getting enough. So now that I'm about to get something, like I'm needy, right? And so bringing the touch is essential. Yeah, yeah. I, I want you to be guessing like, ooh, is this going to lead to sex or is this not going to lead to mm-hmm. sex? Mm-hmm. I think that's way more fun. Yeah, I, I love that idea, Kevin. Well, of course, then we're always teaching constant state of arousal, right? So it's like, well, why only touch her when you're about to have sex? Like, touch her all the time. I'm grabbing you every time I walk past you. Right now we're touching. That's true. Um, Under the table. Under the table. How sexy. I don't know if they can see that yet. (laughs) And I'm wearing a skirt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, but maybe I should be so you can touch me a little more. (laughs) I finally, I just in this moment, I finally understood the whole point behind a kilt. Access to the jewelries. Yeah. Family jewels. (laughs) Damn, those Irish. They really knew what they were doing. Absolutely. So um, let's go back to being in a rush here, okay? Because there's a few points I really want to talk to you about, which is about uh, going straight to the breasts or her genitals. Well, it does feel good. I really want to say this is not always what we love. I mean, 
some of the things I love is like my neck to have it touched, my feet, my inner thighs. I mean, the sacrum, the lower back, like having a little massage that's not like genitally focused feels amazing. And being able to have that and that I'm being seen as a full body and not just a whole um, feels really good. Yeah. And of course, we talk all the time like, so with with men, it's fine to go straight to the genitals and then you can move out from there if you want, you know, like mm-hmm. a woman touching a man. But when it's a man touching a woman, you got to go completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. You start as far away from the genitals as possible, like massage her feet, you know, massage her hand, mm-hmm. her neck, like, and then start to work your way in closer. <laughs> it's completely the opposite. It is different. And, and it's good. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody's getting turned on over here. I'm getting a little warm. I'm definitely getting a little warm here. So let's talk about when you touch her. One of the things you need to realize is a lot of women tend to be a little bit more sensitive than guys are. And so using too much pressure can work against you, especially when you're on her clitoris. We get about six to 8,000 nerve endings on our clits. And I think it's like double what men have on their penis head. So if you think your head, your penis head is sensitive, now double that. And that's our clit. So imagine like you got to be much more feather-like on the clitoris, much, much more than most of the, uh, most of you are. Yeah. Yeah. Go light. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, remember she's a woman. You're not in jujitsu class, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. So just go light, go gentle. And she'll let you know if it's Hopefully she'll let you know if it's too much, but she'll definitely let you know if she wants more. Mm-hmm. I want to bring something, you know, like how yesterday, so uh, yesterday I really wanted to be pounded and I was like, I couldn't get enough. And I was like, take me, pound me and all of that. <laughs> Kevin's making like thumbs up and like I scored type faces, you know, for <laughs> all of you listening. So he's distracting me. But today I started bleeding and today, this morning, Kevin dropped something, two things actually. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this hurts my ears. It's too much. And so today there's no way he's going to pound me. Today I even told him, I was like, that's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Today I told you, I was like, I need like gentleness. I need you to be loving and kind and patient with me. Like this is so different. And I'm like, the way you talk to me, approach me or make love to me is absolutely different. And it's only been 24 hours. Yeah. So you can see why it can be so confusing for men. I know. This is why I'm giving you the guide, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And one last thing I want to say is... A lot of guys don't understand a man, a man, a woman's anatomy. A lot of women don't know their anatomy either. So we can't blame you for that. But the thing is, you got to understand how things operate and work together and take the time to really like get her engorged and like get her labia swollen, which in turn underneath all of the erectile tissues, including the vestibular bulbs and all of this. And if all I just said sounds a little weird and you don't know what I'm talking about, go to our YouTube channel and I have a video on the vulva tour in female anatomy, so you can learn all about those sexy terms that you need to know about. Yes. Okay. So those were a bunch of subcategories. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. This is a new one, actually, that we have not had on any list before, and it's poor undressing skills. So I, I kind of laughed when I saw you put this one on the list because it's not what I would have thought of. But but when I read it, I went, 
Yeah, actually, you know, if you're fumbling around and you're and you're like making it difficult and like, you know, it's like every comedy movie you've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. When they're about to have sex and like the shirt gets stuck over the head or they fall over, they trip over something because they can't get the pants off or whatever it is. It's like, yeah, actually, you know, you, you really should have some skills there. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to tell a funny story too. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you you pretty much never wear a bra. I, I'm sure that's no secret to anyone that watches the videos here. <laughs> <laughs> but recently you were you were wanting uh, to get a couple of new bras just for those m- moments when you really need one, uh-huh. you know. And so you were trying one on the other day, and and I was like, oh my god, I haven't done this since I was a teenager. I'm like, I'm gonna see if I can unclip a bra with just one hand, you know. <laughs> so when you're a teenager, it's like the greatest skill ever to be able to like. <laughs> Kiss her, reach around, and with, with two fingers, just pop the bra open, you know? So let me see if I can still do it. Do I, do I still have those skills, you know? And oh, yeah. Boom. First try, pop that sucker right off. Yeah, and I get annoyed because I don't wear bras and I don't have the skills to put my bras back on. I think I had to, without pulling it to the front, I had to ask you to snap it back on for me because I was having trouble. So, yeah, yeah. Slightly. But you know, also another thing with poor undressing skills, I want to mention that we like a good little striptease. And so sometimes if you can like remove your own clothes in a way that looks good and sexy, like that can go a long way in setting the moods. Remember like that's uh, one of the first tips we talked about into like setting the stage and the mood that having groovy moves right, can wait, go a long way. So if you're going to tell guys they should do a little striptease thing, then I have to give the men some pointers here. That's true. Tell them this what is, you've learned. This is very important. <laughs> okay. So as a guy, personally, I've never watched a male stripper. I have no idea what like a sexy move for a guy looks like to a woman, right? All I've ever seen is watched a countless numbers of female strippers. Don't emulate the female stripper moves. Just don't do it. It's not sexy. They might even giggle at you a little bit and then get totally turned off. Here's what you do. Hump everything. Hump everything. And if you want, <laughs> if you want some ideas, go watch, what is it, Magic Mike? I think so, yeah. So go, yeah. Go, watch, go watch that movie with the male strippers. And, and, you know, it's okay. You're not gay if you watch it or anything. And if you are gay, that's okay, too. It's totally fine. Just... Pick up a few moves from there. Yeah, that's we'll what, go a long way. Yeah, yeah. That helped me. <laughs> Absolutely. Seriously, that, yeah. that's no joke. Like, I was like, I don't know what a, what a sick... I, you know, I'm not really yeah. a dancer, kind of, so it's not really my thing. And if you're a dancer, you're like, whatever, I know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. But but if you're not, you're... Uh, I watched that movie and I went, oh, now I get it. Okay. I know what to do. <laughs> so let's move on to our mistake number seven. It's about rushing to get inside her. I think it kind of goes with like going too fast, but going too fast also means sometimes skipping foreplay. And then that part like rushing to get inside her also means like when you are close to the entrance, it's not about just shoving it in. Like, no, don't do that with your sausage. (laughs) Even if she's really hungry. (laughs) Or with your penis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, what are we talking here about? (laughs) Okay, all jokes set aside, you know, a slow entry feels so much better, especially if she isn't yet fully, totally lubricated or you haven't used much lube, like, Take your time in penetrating her. Like, don't just, like, go straight in and all in. Like, get accustomed to her feel. 
so she can get used to your feel. Yeah, and this, of course, goes along with our constant state of arousal. If you're doing constant state of arousal and everybody's already highly charged, then, you know, yeah, maybe you can go in faster. But in most situations, especially if you are not yet an expert at constant state of arousal, don't just go straight in. Like, take the time, go slow, do the foreplay, do the prep. Lay the foundation. Mm-hmm. So, so far this has been really fun and we hope that you've already picked some good pointers and ideas to make you even better in bed. And we do want to have uh, to, to invite you to our program if you are a couple and you are stuck in a rut and basically your sex is either boring, routine, mechanical and you know that the fireworks aren't just there. You do love, love each other but you feel like... Really, just things aren't flowing. It kind of feels like everything's average. And yeah, I mean, who wants to be average, right? Kevin and I are here for you. We've created a program called our highly sexed power couple, platinum platinum power couple, whatever that is. (laughs) But it's, trust us, it's 90 days. And it's to um, help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can have more passion and, 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 and just like feel more purpose in your life as well. So you can find more about our program at celineremy.com forward slash passion. It doesn't matter what we call it. It works. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I mean, maybe we should just call it that. It works. It works in 90 (laughs) days. Not not the sexiest marketing title, but it works. (laughs) It will transform your life. We guarantee (laughs) Okay. Let's move on. Number eight on our list. Uh, They think it's all about technique. Ooh, this is such a big one. I mean... There's nothing wrong with technique. Technique can be good. So study a little technique, but it's not all about technique. Mm, No. And again, like we mentioned earlier, every woman's a little different. If there was just one technique, trust us, we'll be teaching teaching it to you. But there's not just one. And... Again, all the ideas we're giving you are, well, a lot of it comes from me because I'm the woman here. And so I'm kind of giving you my opinion and some of my friends and what we've seen working with clients. But understand that you need to have communication with your partner because I may not like to have my nipples pulled really hard, which we're about to talk about, uh, but somebody else might really like it. So you better check in with that person. Okay. But when it comes to techniques, go beyond the techniques. I believe that we women rather have connection over perfection in the techniques where you can get lost in your technique and not connecting with us. But when it comes to touching a woman, some of the things that I do see happen is um, the guys like really grabbing the nipples right away and pulling on them. The only time it feels really awesome is when I'm about to orgasm and you can't pull them hard enough. But before that, until I'm at that level, it's like, no. Another thing that makes me cringe every time is seeing the guys like literally grabbing a woman's breast like they're needing bread. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is not what this is about. I mean... Try doing some circles, try doing around the nipples and teasing her and going one direction, the other direction. There's so much more than just like grabbing and kneading bread that can happen there. Well, here's the thing about breasts. Breasts aren't muscles, Mm -hmm. right? So that kneading technique that feels so good when you do it on somebody's glutes Mm -hmm. or or their uh, calf muscle, or any basically any muscle when you're like, oh, on your shoulders and you're like, that feels so good, keep doing it, doesn't work for breasts. Nah. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Don't you don't do it. <laughs> I know you thought about it. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and we can teach you how to do it better. Um, okay, let's talk about kissing. If you like 
making out is awesome, right? And there's a way of making out if you're just like so eager, meaning having an agenda. So we go back to our uh, mistake number two, then she feels it. And there's a way between like being in the flow of passion and being really passionate or being overly aggressive into your kissing and so eager that again, it's rushing through this. And that can be a mistake. I know it's tricky because we're, we're giving you like, you're like, well, but she wants to, me to take the lead and she wants me to be passionate. And at the same time, I can't be over eager. I know it can be confusing, but it's not that hard. No, practice. <laughs> practice. Okay, let's talk about your frosting. Okay, when you're inside her, like really like just going excessively like in and out, in and out and going like rabbit style, unless she requested it. Unless she's been being fucked by you for a while and she's really warmed up. That's not what she wants. That's true. Absolutely. Well, you know, a lot of these things, so, you know, these sort of subcategories that we're talking about right now, these things really have to do with paying attention. Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the things later on in the list. So I won't talk it's too a, much about it. It's our very next now. one, actually. So go, go into that. Okay, it's, let's it's just a, go It's right. our mistake number nine, but not paying attention. Exactly. <laughs> not paying attention to the signs, right? Mm-hmm. So... If you're thrusting too hard and you're seeing her face squirm or her, her legs are tightening up or mm-hmm. she's shifting her position a little or something, those are all signs to tell you that, no, she's not digging it. She's not liking it, whether she voices it or not. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, if her legs go even further apart and her eyes roll back in her head, keep going. <laughs> but the idea is that you just have to pay attention to the signs. And that goes with everything, literally everything. Yeah. Every moment. Pay attention to where she's at, how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. Does she look flushed? Is she smiling? Is she mm-hmm. wincing? Is mm-hmm. like, what's going on there, right? Absolutely. And I want to say that <laughs> it's called like screwing. It's not called nailing. And so think of it. <laughs> so you have to learn how to spin around in circles. No. Yeah, feels good. Spin it, spin it. <laughs> really dope. But you know what happens when you're just thrusting, you're always doing the same angle. But when you can do some rotation of the hips and get different like around, you start to um, like, ignite new areas inside her vagina. That also gives your head a little bit of a breather in terms of having so much sensation so that you can catch your breath and last longer. Yeah, for sure. Which is, by the way, one of the mistakes that men make. They don't last long enough. Yeah, that's true. And and that's sad, that's... but it can be fixed. Go to powerandmastery.com. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up somewhere <laughs> on the list here. Not soon enough, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> don't prematurely get there. <laughs> okay, I want to give a few more mistakes here as we get in close uh, towards the end of our show today, but... Closing your eyes, I I see it as a mistake. When you're just lost in your fantasy and closing your eyes, you're not connecting with her. And the eyes are so important to bring that element of connection and also to help you to pay attention exactly what Kevin was talking about earlier, but seeing the cues, the verbal things that she does. And let's talk a little bit about you right now. We're turning the table. What can you do as a guy? A lot of guys, especially when they've been married, they kind of relax. They relax a little too much, a little bit too much belly, not enough grooming, not enough showering. That's not attractive. Yeah, this this is one that we did not have on the list of mistakes before, but we did do a whole show to groom or not to groom where we really covered in depth like... Okay, should you groom? And if so, really, like, what kind of grooming should you do? Mm-hmm. So, like, 
what kind of grooming does a woman like from a man? Does mm-hmm. she does she want you to be completely hairless like a ten year old boy, or does <laughs> she want you to just trim down a little bit so you're not a jungle, right? So that we did a whole episode on that, but I think the important thing here is to know that you it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how long you've been married, like. Keep things in good working order. Mm-hmm. Keep them nice. They should smell good, look good, taste good. It goes both ways, by the way. It's of just course. we're talking about men right now. This is why. But it does go both ways. And if one of you is really letting themselves go, it's important to have a discussion about that. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, I'm sure there are women that let themselves go too. But I, I would say it probably happens more so on the man's side. I've had clients who mentioned that too. And also, please be kind to her. Like if she just had a baby, you can't expect things to be exactly the way they, that they were before. Like give her a little time. So be gentle with your timing. Yeah, I think, and this is just my personal opinion, but I think women tend to be a little bit more on it with um, personal care, mm-hmm. just in general. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about a few more mistakes here about like not listening to her feedback. And, you know, sometimes it really comes down to thinking you know it all and assuming that you like, I've got this, I've pleased women before, so she should be pleased too. Guess what? We're not all exactly the same. So it's important to listen to her feedback. And at the same time, don't always take it just so personally, but be willing to listen. If you're not present during lovemaking, it's going to be a big deal breaker. It's the biggest mistake. We talk about presence so much all the time. Yeah, you know, and presence is linked to the uh, listening to feedback, which was also very similar to the paying attention to Mm -hmm. signs. But presence is actually even something a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. It encompasses those things, but it's more than just those things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, okay, you might be like, okay, I'm looking at her cheeks. They're getting kind of flush. Mm -hmm. All right, her lips. All right, yeah, I see her nipples are hard. And I'm like, okay, she's not liking that. But you could be so caught up in doing literally visual acuity, which is paying attention to all those Mm -hmm. things, that you're not actually paying attention to her consciousness, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better way, right? You you could be really paying attention to her body signs and the sounds and the smells and whatever without really paying attention to her. So Mm -hmm. presence really is all of those things and then also really paying attention to the being that's Mm -hmm. there in front of you. If you want to hear more about presence, we did a whole episode on this. It was episode 108, how to make a woman weak at the knees. And so go and listen to that. So it was really good and much more in detail and depth about that. There's lots of skills that you could learn and should learn. Start with that one. Absolutely. Start with that one. If if that is the first thing that you can work on, start with that one. We've already talked about not lasting long enough, you know, so and not knowing that orgasm and ejaculation can be separated. If you've been listening to the show, this shouldn't be a truth bomb anymore. You're like, yeah, we've, we've heard this. If you don't know how to do it, work with us. We can teach you how to separate your ejaculation and orgasm. And if you don't know it yet, you have to start doing it. Trust us. It's going to make your lovemaking and her lovemaking experience so much better. Yeah, and it's in uh, the Power Mastery series as it well. Is. We you teach can... you how to do that. This yeah. is this is literally groundbreaking. If you can't do it, you need to learn this. It's going to take your lovemaking to a whole nother level. 
Absolutely. I want to talk about two more things. Number one, you can, the man assume that she's satisfied. So again, they may not be paying attention to feedback or asking feedback. Don't just assume because she came. Apparently a lot of women do fake. I've never faked an orgasm. I'm against that practice. Very Good much against. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, please. No, anyway. <laughs> getting to at the end. I'm just getting a little crazy here. Uh, but don't just assume she's satisfied and be willing to listen if she's not and, and take action about what you can do. And there's something that I wanted to bring up, and it's not per se a mistake, uh, but I wanted to share that. What I've noticed is that we women, we talk all the time about everything with each other, about like what happened and details, and guys just don't do that. But sometimes... We wish that guys talked a little bit more about what they did right and wrong in the bedroom so that more guys could get better. Okay, so I know you put this on the list. And as soon as you put it on the list, I was like, I, I, I can't tell guys this is a mistake because guys just aren't going to do this. Mm-hmm. We're just not. I mean, maybe every once in a while with a specific friend, you might talk a little bit about it, but it's just not something we tend to do. So I'm not going to try to tell men that you need to change the nature of who you are Mm -mm. in this regard. I will say that uh, sharing techniques could be beneficial. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. if you get together with another musician and they show you something, you're like, oh, wow, that's a cool little trick. Let me show you my fingering technique. (laughs) 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 Oh, that was good. Uh (laughs) Guitars, finger fingers. Yeah, Uh uh that was Good one. Thank you. Thank you. So there could be value in that. And at the same time, I get it. Most guys just don't talk about that kind of stuff. And that's fine. Okay. We're not going to leave you with one concept that remember that sexual performance is not sexual mastery. And so that's usually the mistake that some guys do is like, I'm so good and bad. I can last. I I can can last forever. Meanwhile, everything else that we just talked about, they're they're either making all those mistakes or not doing the Mm -hmm. the positive things that we talked about. Mm -hmm. So sexual mastery is like way beyond just what you're doing with your dick. It's how you show up in life. It's how you are as a man, how you hold space for her, your ability to be present, to notice a little thing, to give her appreciation and yeah. So many things. I'm, I'm not even catching my breath because I'm just too excited about all of this. So remember, <laughs> it's way beyond just what's between your legs. Absolutely. Okay. Whew. Actually, we did a pretty good job of getting through all of those mm-hmm. things. Well, there you have it. Those are 17 common mistakes that men make that we see with the clients we work with and our own friends and our own past experiences. We also gave you how to fix all of those. So we hope this was valuable. And again, if you need more information on these things, we've done whole podcasts on some of these. We talk in depth in Power Mastery. So go to powermastery.com or just reach out to us. Ask us a question or book us us? to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. That's all the time we have for this episode. And we'll see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing. <laughs>